With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. It's not just the thought that counts, it's your thought. Because no matter how much time you spend picking out the perfect gift, the only thing they'll really care about is that it's from you. Here's to experiences they'll continue to cherish. Season after season, make this December one to remember. Together, click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Welcome to MLB Daily, your one-stop shop for daily baseball content. I am LJ LaFira. Alongside me, I've got Brandon Karam, and we are a Belly Up Sports podcast. We are what they aren't. Brandon, how you doing? LJ, doing good. Very quickly approaching finals week here at Syracuse. We've got our last week of class next week, and then finals the week after that. I should be out of here May 9th or May 10th. Uh, Certainly flew by and going to be halfway done with college very shortly. But very excited for today's show. We've got, it is Thursday, of course, so we will be talking about um, our team of the week. Um, we, of course, we pick all starting nine along with a DH and then our our player of the week. And also, uh, we want to talk a little bit about a guy that will be returning to the lineup uh, tonight. Uh, so shall we get right into it, starting with him? Yeah, the very big news of the day, the breaking news. He's back, Brandon. Brandon, Ronald Acuna, 292 days removed from tearing his ACL, is now going to be back on the field for the Atlanta Braves. How are you feeling among all people? Very, very excited. Um, Acuna is definitely one of my favorite players, if not my favorite player, to watch in the league. Uh, you know, the production that he's had out of the leadoff spot is unparalleled to really anybody else uh, in the league. And, you know, he just has 
such great tools, whether it's the arm in the outfield, the speed, the power, the bat control. Uh, it's great to have him back and just amazing how quick he's able to return from an ACL injury. I mean, LJ, we don't ever see players <laughs> return this this quick. And to see that he was lighting up AAA uh, in these few uh, games that he played in his in his rehab stint, uh, it just shows me that this guy is, is just not human. He's a robot. Um, yeah, this is again, this is absurd. This is unprecedented. What we're seeing out of Ronald Acuna being able to get back 292 days removed from the injury, he's back in the lineup. And you know, these are the types of situations where it takes special players, it takes special men who love the game and want to be out on the field. If anyone begrudges him that, they're fools for wanting, for not, for making fun of, whether making fun of him, any of anyone really, I think, that plays hard, that wants to be out there and loves the sport, and they give them shit for that. It's unbelievable because that's why you're here. That's why you're watching. That's why you're invested is because you love it. Why wouldn't you want the people playing to love it as much? You know who this also looks really poor on? Ben Simmons. I feel like we're going to we're going to bring up Ben Simmons every single time a major injury to a major star happens and they come back from it. Now, for the next year, he's not going to lift it down because I mean we're talking about switching into a little NBA talk here. It's that was one of the most comical, weak, soft performances about a guy who doesn't care about his team whatsoever. Meanwhile, Ronald Acuña, no one would have begrudged him if he took this rehab slow. No one would have said no one would have said boo if he came back. Um, what do we want to say? Four hundred days after, four hundred and fifty days even after he tore it. No one's gonna say boo because sometimes that's what it takes these guys. But he pushed himself. He got out here because he wanted to be there for himself, for his team, for the fans, for his teammates, and that's something I really respect. Yeah, absolutely. Um... And, you know, touching on Ben Simmons, it's not even like, you know, he plays in that playoff game last year. He gets his feelings hurt by his coach and the other star player on his team. And he just goes, eh, I don't want to play here anymore. Um, and then he gets traded. And then he sees his new team down, uh, you know, pretty much getting dominated in the playoffs. And he's like, eh. I don't really want to play. Um, you know, it makes you question whether or not he really does like playing basketball um, at the end of the day. But, you know, let's, you know, not not switch the subject too much because this is still one of the best players in the league, one of the most electric players in the league. Um, and, you know, nine and a half months later, he's back. They The Braves had been targeting like a May 6th return. Um but that was never set in stone. I guess the story was after the Braves game last night against the Cubs, they FaceTime Ronald Acuna, I think it was the GM and manager Brian Snicker. Uh, they FaceTime Acuna at about 1 in the morning. They say, hey, how would you feel if you started uh, for us tomorrow night? And he just started screaming in joy uh, over the phone. I mean, the guy wants to play so bad. You know, we see in in the minors, he just kept saying, I can't I can't wait till I get back. Uh, and, you know, it makes you wonder, you know, how far this Braves team can go again with, you know, hopefully he's able to stay healthy. And it's going to be really exciting to now watch 
you know, not only Acuna, but the likes of Austin Riley and Matt Olson, who's been uh, killing it so far this year. Just a lot of guys that we haven't seen their full potential yet so far this year for the Braves, who have been struggling a little bit. But I feel like Acuna will spark this team, and they're going to get hot at some point, and they're going to get really hot, and we're going to be like, why did we ever doubt the Braves? I've never doubted the Braves, but there is some people that have early in the season. It's going to be like, why did we ever doubt this team? I mean, that they are... One of the most, uh, I guess, like just deep teams. I mean, top to bottom, you look at the offense, you look at the starting rotation, the pitching staff. They're one of the most complete teams. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah, and I think, again, it's interesting because in a year where I don't think a lot of people are going to blame a team for having a weak offensive stretch, like there's certainly guys that are not performing well. I mean, Alex Dickerson has been a tra- has been a train wreck. When and he gets DFA'd. That's the corresponding move. In this, yeah, is my point. Like, he certainly um, he hasn't had a good season. Adam Duvall hasn't had a good start. Dansby Swanson hasn't had a good start. But the rest of the group has been solid, which is impressive as we see a lot of guys really struggling to adjust as we really enter a dead ball era here. Um, I'm ready to say it. We'll yeah. Longer, we'll have a longer talk on this another day, but I'm ready to say that we're we're entering one and it's going to change a lot of people's games. It's going to change a lot of who is good and who isn't, but this offense, this lineup is relatively fine so far. And you're adding, adding in a of course is going to make them so much better, but the issue here has really been the pitching and particularly the rotation severely underperforming to start the year. I don't see them being, I don't see them performing like this an entire season. I mean, you're talking about, well, first off, you don't have a full group. You're going to get Soroka back at some point. Um, I'm trying to think. There's a couple of guys here that are, aren't in this group. Uh, Kyle Wright, of course, has had a good, great start. Max Fried has been up and down. Like, when he's on, he's been on. But when he's been off, like, opening night, wowza. So, yeah, there's a lot of room to be impro- to improve upon, especially Charlie Morton here. Um, 18 innings, a 7 ERA after last night. So, you know, these things, they seem, things seem very fixable for a team that's only three games under 500 right now. They could easily make another run. Absolutely. Well, let's get into our team of the week. We're going to start with our starting pitcher, or really, really pitcher. I mean, if if we want to pick a reliever, we certainly can. But uh, LJ, I believe you're heading to the AL East with your guy. Yeah, I'm headed to the AL East. This was a uh, interesting choice because it kind of, you know, he's been he's been a little sneaky to start the year. I believe he already has, I want to say like one and a half war so far this year. Kevin Gosman is my pick. You know, uh, 0.8 of that war is coming from this week's two starts. He gets two of that stretch, goes 14 innings, one win with a, 0.64 ERA, 10.9 strikeouts per nine. This is just, again, strong week, dominant week. And, you know, you look at other guys like a uh, Pablo Lopez is certainly a guy that I wanted to consider where the strikeout rate is similar. But again, the fact that he didn't walk anybody, he went longer. And interestingly enough, he has a 0.333 BABIP. So on balls put in play, the opposing team is batting 300 against him in the week. That's severely unlucky 
for him. And the fact that he's able to make that work into a 0.64 ERA over a week stretch, that's really solid stuff. Yeah, I end up going with Pablo Lopez of the Marlins. The two starts he makes this week, he goes a combined 13 innings, uh, allows no runs. Uh, He's got the zero ERA there. uh, And I believe he does right now have the best ERA in the majors at just under, I think it's like .39 or something he's at now. He's been off to a great start, just one of these great young starters that the Marlins have, and they surely have a uh, a lot of them, um, and he's been really impressive. And I thought the week that he had, uh, especially his start last night, uh, was super impressive. Oh, absolutely impressive! It gets again. It's a good time to be a uh, some of these pitchers. You've got a lot of um, what's the word I'm looking for here? You have a lot of young guys really ready to break out right now. And then with adding changes, adding even like even just the adding of the universal DH. And just little things like that affecting the way people do business means very drastic shifts in the early adjustment process for everybody. But moving on to catchers, not a huge week, not a lot of huge numbers for catchers, but I ended up going with Roberto Perez out of Pittsburgh. He plays in five games, hits a home run, and drives in five over that stretch. Um, For me, the only thing that divided him from JT Real Muto, who also had a terrific week. Um, walked, he walked a lot. 20% of his plate appearances ended up in a walk this week. That is really solid stuff. And it, it, it's, the, it's the easiest thing you can do right, is walking. Yeah, especially as a catcher where we don't see a lot of offensive production around the league. It's definitely the weakest hitting position Um, I went with Will Smith of the Dodgers. The five games he plays this week, uh, he's got a home run in there, four RBIs, uh, ends up with an OPS uh, just shy of 1,000. He's rocking the 188 weighted runs created plus and um, just had a really solid week. Um, Some other guys I thought about, um, certainly Jonah Heim, for the Rangers, Tom Murphy for the Mariners, but uh, I'll stick with a name that uh, a lot of people know, and that is Will Smith of the Dodgers. All right, Brandon, how about your uh, first base? Let's move on down. First base, I'm going with um, my guy on the Yankees, Anthony Rizzo. I mean, holy crap, what a week he's had. Three homers the other night against the Orioles. He's two for three today with two really big hits. Um, And, you know, it's just, it's been a really good week for him. But I think the overall impact that Anthony Rizzo has had since the trade last year at the trade deadline has been so understated for the Yankees. I saw something and it was like, since the Yankees traded for him, their overall regular season record is like, 51 and 26 or something i mean he adds so much to the clubhouse to the team chemistry um if anyone watches john boy media he did a breakdown on how he made an adjustment during the middle of his at at bat the other night which allowed him to hit a homer he told the guys on the bench exactly what he did he said he stepped up about a half foot in the box 
waiting for a certain pitch ends up working out for Aaron Judge later in that game. Um, the guy is just a class act. He's a leader, and um, he's had a fantastic week, uh, you know, and the MLB leader in home runs. Almost makes you wonder how the Cubs let a guy like that go. You know, I know you get – no, but, I mean, I get, get that you get prospects, but if you're going to go out and sign guys like, say, Suzuki, and you let the perfect guy to bring up some of these young guys to bring up or – help grow into a starting role, a guy like Nick Madrigal. Um, I can't believe I'm blanking on half of the Cubs team right now. Um, even like Nico Horner, Nico and Horner, like... Frankie Schwindel, Patrick Wisdom, all these guys that are just coming up really could have used a guy like him in that clubhouse as a guide, as a role model. Like that, that stuff, it doesn't count into the value, I feel like, enough when you look at trades. When you adjust for trades, that's why you just don't trade them. Exactly. No, I agree. Um, I ended up going with Eric Hosmer this week. He plays in five games, hitting two home runs and driving in five while walking in 20% of his at-bats. Brandon, this has been a really good start to the season for Eric Hosmer, who, you know, has always been really solid with the glove. But the big thing for him now that's kind of – it took away a large part of the prime of his career – was the fact that he just wasn't able to get the ball in the air enough. I mean, you're talking about this is a guy who's been like the CEO of not having launch angle over the last last several years. He gets it up, I believe it's seven, yeah, it's a seven degree launch angle or whatever that you may say. That's not like, it's not the greatest in the world, but it's a lot better than it was. You've got a guy who's putting the ball in the air more. He's getting a good hit on it. He's getting a good piece out of the ball a lot more often than he was in years past. And it's already showing it's producing for him. He's not hitting, hitting the ball the hardest, but he's getting good enough contact and that's getting it, getting base hits. Yeah. And you know, you could even argue that he hasn't even been putting the ball in the air more because you look at the fly ball percentage in 2020, he was sitting around 15%. He's only at about 6% now, but it's been the line drives. That's up about 4.5% from 2021. He's always going to be a guy who puts the ball on the ground a lot, but it's about hitting those line drives, hitting the ball hard, and it certainly is working for him as he already has more war this season than he did all of last year. And um, how about the 410 batting average through 17 games, which leads all players? Absolutely. I probably, again, that, that was better terminology than mine. It wasn't getting the ball in the air more, although comparably it is. It's about getting on the ground less. Yeah, exactly. Our first baseman. Yeah. That's what, that's what the name of the game is. All right. As for second base, we are going to go over to jazz Chisholm. Um, dudes, dudes, a monster. Um, first off, love the glove. I'm not sure if you've seen it, Brandon, but he's had quite the he had quite the nice glove um, a couple weeks ago. I'm not sure if he's still using it or not that he opened the year with. It was pretty cool. But either way, you're talking about a guy who in these last seven days has stolen three bases. Like that's good stuff. You're slashing 320, 370, 600 on the week. This is just overall a really good week at the office for Chisholm. Yeah, I was really close to picking Jazz Chisholm. I ended up going with a guy that has very, very similar stats on the week, and that's Santiago Espinal. Uh, in the seven games he plays, he has two homers, five RBIs. Uh, 
you know, a BABIP of 455. So you could say he got a little lucky, but of course, a small sample size for a week. You can't really take too much salt or can't take, um, you have to take those stats with a grain of salt, I should say. Um, and ends with a 350 batting average. OPS over 400 and the slugging at 750. Um, really underrated guy on the Blue Jays so far this year. He and he's been filling the spot of Marcus Simeon very well so far this year. I don't really think they've lost much. Is uh, Simeon has been struggling to start the season with the Rangers. Yep. And we move over to third base. At third base, I've got Cabrian Hayes. I was kind of excited to do this one. That's why I kind of jumped order here because five games, he only drives in one run. But talk about impact, talking about getting on base. Brandon, he ends up with a 609 on base percentage for the week, walks in 35% of his at bats. Again, we talk about it's not easy, but it's the easiest thing a hitter can do to add value to his team is walk and be disciplined at the plate. And when you do those little things right, it pays off. That's what I like to see. Yeah, I mean, I, I also went with Key Brian Hayes. Um, Could have went with a guy like Joey Wendell, Nolan Arenado, Alex Bregman, all very similar stats on the week. Honestly, a weaker week uh, for the third baseman when it comes in terms of power. But, um, you know, uh, Key Brian Hayes is certainly a guy LJ and I have been pretty high on um, since he debuted. Um, and, you know, we think he certainly has the potential to be a, uh, a star third baseman in this league. And when you talk about that 35% walk rate, um, sure, it's it's really high for a week and he's not going to stay like that. But it shows that he doesn't care to stand up there and take walks. And that's what makes these guys such good hitters. You look at the guys like Vladdy Jr. and Soto and Aaron Judge and just a lot of these guys, they don't care if they stand up there and take walks. If if the pitchers aren't going to give them anything to hit, why should you be out here just aimlessly swinging like Javier Baez does? And sure, his plate approach works, but um, there's absolutely nothing wrong with wanting to take walks in the right situations. You shouldn't go up there always wanting to take a walk because that's not always the best thing for your team at any given moment. But in certain situations a walk is very very beneficial Brandon where are you going at shortstop shortstop I'm going with JP Crawford of of the of the Mariners um picked him up in fantasy and dude had a really good week I left uh another guy for you to talk about because he's one of your favorites um but you know JP Crawford three homers on the week seven RBIs uh you know, surprised to see him not have the best uh, defensive numbers for the week, but the offense certainly makes up for it. In his 29 plate appearances, he's got a 400 batting average, 483 on base percentage, and an, and an 800 slugging percentage. Uh, just a fantastic week for that guy who, like I said last week when they when he got his extension, he just fits so well into what the Mariners are building. Absolutely, and I'm glad you um, gave me another guy here. Certainly, guy, I, I, one of the ones I was excited about for this week. Willie Adamas, have a week, my guy. Uh, ends up with .6 WAR over six games, and three. Oh yeah, three home runs and drives in nine. Look, this is just 
this is a terrific week. Uh, two of those three home runs came in the same game, so he more than uh, won his team the game that day. And, yeah, again, great week. Great week defensively. Um, 0.9 defensive runs above average for the week. So, you know, he almost had a run above the average shortstop just this week alone in terms of what he was saving with his defense. That's a very, very good week. We've talked about we're not going to see the one defensive runs above average weeks very often. If you're going to see them, you're going to see them in weird spots. Like a first baseman has a couple like ridiculous plays. You got a catcher, but I think the two that we had um, two weeks ago, that's probably the last time we're going to see that for a little while. So eight, nine uh, runs above average. That's a really good place to be in right now. Absolutely. And uh, LJ, let's shift things on to left field. Who'd you go with here? Brandon, in left field, I ended up going with Ian Happ. Uh, He ends up playing in six games, hits two home runs and drives in five. This is another guy, not sure why I was so fixated on it, but it's it's a valid point. 28% walk rate this week, a 520 on base percentage, all while the team was pretty successful during this stretch. So definitely he was a big part of that. Yeah, and it's really interesting to me when you do look at that walk rate. And it's, sure, it's a high walk rate, but how about the 4% strikeout rate also? Um, really important also that uh, he's when he's not walking, he is putting the ball in play and not striking out, which we see how, how valuable guys like that are in today's game. I end up going with Jock Peterson, uh, fitting in really well with this Giants team. I thought that was a super underrated signing that they had. Six, in the six games he plays this week, 20 plate appearances, three homers, six RBIs, uh, ends up with a slash line, 389 average, 400 on base percentage, and a slugging percentage, 944. So, you know, we're looking at an OPS of around 1,300 there, uh, just really, really good week for him, and uh, hopefully he can keep mashing that right-handed pitching in the NL West because uh, he certainly is a great matchup for a lot of those guys. Brandon, I'm going to let you take over on this next one. I don't think there's anything I will be able to argue with on what you're about to say. Mike Trout for center field. Um, one of my friends. That's all, that's all you have to say. <laughs> one of my friends texted me last night and he said i don't believe that what mike trout does is human and i said i i, I said I, I don't know how i can uh, disagree with that i mean a full war in six games is just absurd um how about the 386 weighted runs created plus on the week 500 batting average 577 on base percentage the slugging at 1.136 and, you know, we're looking at a guy that's leading the MLB in OPS right now um, and certainly on pace to just do Mike Trout things once again. You know, every year there's something in the back of my head that just says, you know, I don't know how he can stay so consistent year after year. There's going to be a year where we don't see a crazy week or a crazy two-week stretch from Mike Trout, and I already proved myself wrong. So, uh, well, he already proved me wrong, I should say. Uh, just not much to say. It's Mike Trout doing Mike Trout things. And keep in mind, Brandon, he is currently 
on pace to break his two-year drought of not leading the majors in more than one thing. <laughs> oh, such a drought. Such a drought. <laughs> he's currently leading an on-base slugging OPS. And, of course, OPS+. plus. Oh, also, no, not total bases. My bad. Um, but, yeah, still, again, that's a – he's ha- he's, ha- he's having a year. He's having a month. Have a month, Mike Trout. Have another month next month because you're going to do that and you're going to have a terrific June, July, and August, and September as well. If only we could see a October Mike Trout. I don't think that exists, but. Hey, I mean, look, this is like the 20th best month of his entire career now. Let's be be honest here. We We could stack up a bunch of months. I mean, his April last year was ridiculous as well, but heading to. What I'm curious to see, and if I'm looking at this right, and I think I am, just because, again, he had such bad health issues on a very, very good year. Like, we're talking about if everyone stayed healthy last year, does Shohei even have a shot at winning MVP? I, You know, I think that he still does just because we'd never seen something like that with the pitching and the hitting. But, boy, yeah, but what if that, that would have been a story. Uh, that would have been a story. Trout Absolutely. versus Otani for the MVP. Here's, here's the thing, though. If we're talking about a perfectly healthy season, that's not even the story. I think if we're talking about Mike Trout doing what he was last season, because keep in mind the whole time that Trout was healthy, the narrative was – Trout as the MVP, not Shohei. The whole Shohei Vladdy thing came after Trout was gone. I think the narrative we're talking about, if everyone stays healthy, is Trout versus Buxton. And then yeah. Shohei becomes the afterthought there because that's what it was the whole front stretch. So, yeah, that's kind of crazy to think about. But thinking about how good that year was, it's not out of the realm of possibility. He has three games now, I believe, as long as there's not an off day in here that I didn't realize. He has three games to get half a war. If he can manage to get half a war, which isn't unreasonable for him, he will have more war in the month of April than he did in either 2021 or 2020. That's scary. That is so scary. Um, All right. Right field. I'm going with Mike Trout's teammate, Taylor Ward. Um, you know, just one of these guys on the Angels that's really stepped it up. And we're talking about a guy this week who three homers, scores nine runs. I mean, nine nine runs is impressive. It means that he's getting on base a lot. You add in the eight RBIs, the 474 batting average, the 600 on base percentage. And, um, you know, a guy that we never really thought would have thought would be a standout in that Angels outfield alongside Mike Trout. We're thinking about guys like Joe Adele, Brandon Marsh, but you know, good for Taylor Ward for uh, having a great season so far. I mean, he's only played 11 games, but he's still rocking that 296 OPS plus in those 11 games. And um, you know, he had himself a week. So, you know, I, I want to see the Angels do good. I think we all do, you know, as much as we hate on the Angels on this show because of how bad they play year after year and just how underwhelming they are, it would be so cool to see Trout, Otani, Tony Rendon in the playoffs. Hey, Tony! And Tony Rendon's been picking it up too. So there's just a lot to look forward to with this Angels team, and hopefully they can they can do something in the summer here because, boy, would that be exciting. Yeah, let's call it what it is, too. This guy has never had in his career more than two months 
on a major league roster. He, this is effect, effectively still his like rookie year. Everyone's saying it's his breakout season or whatever, but is it really your breakout season when you haven't gotten this regular an opportunity? No, this is this is the start of something that could be really, really good, really, really special for Taylor Ward. It's the start of something that could be really, really good and really, really special for my fantasy team. Um, it's a uh, no. This this guy's having a great time, but I actually ended up going with Aaron Judge here. Uh, you're talking about a guy who, you know, we week after week, I don't think there's a situation where anyone's going to blame you for taking Aaron Judge over six games. He hits three home runs and drives in four. Slash line of 364, 440, 818 on that slugging percentage is quite the spot for him to be. Brandon, do you have any complaints about Aaron Judge's play this week? Absolutely not. And he just hit a home run as we speak. Oh my lord. Three run homer. The Yankees just opened it up. Literally I as I can't say I didn't do that. As we're talking, Judge goes yard. That is actually nuts. Um no, you know, no complaints, especially after he does that. He had a slow start, um, but finally turned it on this week, and that is absolute perfect, perfect timing, LJ. Cannot script it better. Literally, my live reaction to that as he hits it. I got it on the TV right here. But, yeah, no complaints. No complaints from the Yankees as they're on their way to sweep the Orioles and win six games in a row. But, LJ, your DH. My DH, my DH, I went with Byron Buxton here, comes back, you know, you're getting healthy, getting back into the swing of things. I was kind of surprised even. I didn't realize he'd played there enough to qualify, but either way he did. He plays five games this week, hits three home runs, drives in seven. This is another classic Byron Buxton week if he can keep with it. My DH, I'm going with Michael Brantley, who just did Michael Brantley things this week. I think that's the perfect way to put it. Uh, 381 batting average, 410 on base percentage, slugging percentage just a tad under 600. Um, it's I don't know how else to say it. It's just Michael Brantley type stuff. And the guy year after year, I think that he's going to start to slow down because of his age. And uh, I get proved wrong time and time again. One of the most underrated hitters of our generation, LJ. Oh, certainly. Certainly, I can't, I can't disagree with that. But again, you know, he partially did it to himself. I, I, you got to say it. You got to call it where it is. Because, I mean, you're, you know, you go from Cleveland to Houston. So you go from a market that no one cares about to a market with so many stars in it and so many big names that it's very easy to be in the top of the lineup and not really cared about, which is crazy to say. But that's kind of the way the Dodgers and the Astros have been working lately. Um. Brandon, before we go into our player of the week, which it really won't be much surprise, much conversation, we do have to, I feel like, acknowledge this. The White Sox are six outs away from losing their third consecutive series. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean. Currently, we... It's currently a 2-1 game in Chicago. Um, of course, they've got, um, yes, Monty Grandal is up to bat. You know, you only got to make it one more. He's had a terrible start to the year, too. Awful start. You're talking a 483 OPS to start. Yeah, not good. Um, I mean, we talked a lot about the White Sox with the bat flip guys. Go and check out that podcast. We also talked about them on the power rankings quite a bit. This is just quite the slide for them here at the start of the year. And it's, yeah, I mean, that's perfectly put. Also, one other note. Um, 
for the Royals, Aldoberto Mondesi diagnosed with torn ACL. He will be out for a significant amount of time. Not sure if he'll be back in 292 days like Acuna, but certainly a guy that um, the Royals have relied on the last few years um, and is one of the premier speedsters in the game. You always expect him to be up there for the stolen base mark. Um, missed a lot of time last year, but um, LJ, this guy just can't stay healthy. There's there's really no other, other thing to put. He's only played over 100 games in his career one time. And I'm just seeing this uh, judge home run. That was an absolute laser. Yeah, the laser show. Absolutely. He's not the laser show. Take that name out of your mouth. <laughs> Take that name out your mouth. We are a family show, so I'm not going to say the full quote. But I digress. Brandon, uh, you want to just say our player of the week? It's not Mike Trout. Mike Trout. Mike Trout. It's Mike it. Trout. Also, can we talk about how we've agreed on the player of the week all three weeks? Um, I don't know how long the streak's going to continue, but there's just been three really obvious guys all yeah. three weeks. Again, yeah, I think it's – yeah, you're talking about obvious guys. I mean, it's certainly – you could have made a case for Shohei last week. Yeah. Either of us could have. But, you know, I, I certainly don't complain with the guys we picked for absolute studs. So, yeah, that's it's been a little weird. At some point, maybe we're talking about combining this into a decided upon player of the week. But I also don't know how our Twitter graphic is going to handle having two players of the week yet. Seeing we haven't had to run into that problem, but we'll have to wait and see. Well, that's going to do it for today's show. Thank you guys for listening. Check us out Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at MLB Daily Pod. And until then, we will see you tomorrow. Have a good Thursday. See ya. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 